My name's Matt Murdick, and if you're into music the same way that I am, all different kinds of styles and all different kinds of genres, and you've ever been curious about what makes music tick or what in music makes people tick, the process of music, then I invite you to join me at Matt's Musical Concepts. It's a podcast about the process of music. We analyze a little bit. We talk to artists about how they create their music. So join me at Musical Concepts Podcast. Dot com and also on the Rogue 2 network that's roguetwo.com is beacuas oh god it made noises at me Hello everyone and welcome to an apotheosis of a bombast, episode 90. I'm Elton Manus, I'm in England and joining me as always is my faithful co-host Scott Copperman. He's in New Jersey. It doesn't sound quite as nice when you say it that way. Oh, okay. He's in New Jersey. No- I guess, uh, you know. Shall I do an ad- accent? New, new, is it New Jersey? Do I have to say it like that? No, I, I don't know if there really is a way to say it that makes it sound. <laughs> He's in new, spanking clean, sparkling better than the old Jersey. Jersey. Is there an old Jersey? No. No, Rubbish. well, I would think it was in Europe somewhere if there was. Uh, anyway, how is new Jersey? It's fine. That's how you all speak, isn't it? Uh, yes, we all do. Yes. Also. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's warm, it's sunny, it's dry at the moment. The sky is blue, the grass is green. Where the hell have you been? I have been in New Hampshire, up at the previously discussed Lake Winnipesaukee. Not for this continuous period of time, but just kind of back and forth. And it, it simply, uh, when I was home, you were sick. <laughs> mm. Sick. Yeah. Uh, Jacob's birthday was was around the time I left for the second trip, but now I'm back. Yes. First off, apologies to everyone who's been gagging for a little bit of bombast action. Um, we we had our first real hiatus, didn't we? I suppose it's only four weeks of hiatus. Is... I don't know, though, because there were still episodes released. I mean, one was just yeah. released uh, a couple weeks ago, but I don't know. We take the pressure off every once in a while. You know, yeah. let, let people have some time to explore their other options and therefore they realize just how much they need and want, want us. Set them free and they will return or yeah. something, how the, the famous saying goes. Yes. Contrary to rumors, I have not spent the last couple weeks uh, masquerading as Judge Dredd and hanging about Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> some of you may have seen the Craigslist posting which we will put on the Facebook page and uh, you know share in our show notes here. But the famed Hoboken Batman, uh, after our last recording, sent out a call for superhero helpers on Craigslist. 
Really? Yes. <laughs> I've never been on Craigslist, by the way. Craigslist is uh, actually, I've gone on it for um, concert tickets and things like that. But um, what ended up happening was the Hoboken Batman, which is a semi-famous <laughs> character in one of the larger cities in New Jersey. He rides around his bat bike and tries to do good and such. Um, on the 13th of July, posted a, a call for help, a solicitation of superheroes, and his Craigslist posting reads as follows. If you live in Hoboken, you all know Hoboken Batman, but recently he has added Robin and the Flash to his fleet. The crew is seeking a few more superheroes for some part-time nightly hysterics. There's no money involved, however, you will have the most fun you've ever had in your life. Imagine putting smiles on people's faces, high-fiving kids, taking pictures with residents, getting some exercise at the same time. You need a bike and a costume. We need Spider-Man, Superman, the Joker, they'll be chased by us. Batgirl, Wolverine, <laughs> Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Judge Dredd, Iceman, Mr. Fantastic, Punisher, and Quicksilver. No age restriction, must participate at least once weekly, if interested, reply. So what do these guys do? Are these actual crime fighters, or is it just a case of just walking around the streets dressed as a superhero? Well, there's YouTubes of the Hoboken Batman directing traffic and and doing some other uh, little bits and things. <laughs> um, but generally, he's just kind of crazy. I think he picks up trash and you know walks around, waves to people. I'm not, not quite sure what the deal is. Um, it's interesting, though. You know, my son plays Call of Duty and, you know, shoots and kills and knows all the names of the guns and is completely unfazed by, uh, you know, the bullets and the blood and stuff like that, you know, despite mm -hmm. objections from my wife and concerns with the grandparents and stuff. So, and he loves superheroes. So, the other day, Kick-Ass was on TV. Have have you seen that movie? No, I haven't got around to seeing it yet. I, I will recommend Kick-Ass. It's, uh, it's the story of a comic book fan who, like a, a kid, maybe like 18 years old, and he decides, I mean, how come nobody ever wanted to be a superhero? And how, how come people never go all the way and make themselves into superheroes? And you know, he's got his nerdy friends who tell him why he shouldn't, and um, they get mugged regularly, and one day he got he sees two guys stealing a car, and he decides he's he's gonna he's gonna do it. He's gonna get involved and all. He he watches people look through the windows and do nothing, and he basically feels like you know the people need like like a hero. So he orders himself a costume and he goes out and tries to uh, stop a robbery. And basically just gets beat senseless, <laughs> stabbed, and all that stuff. And then, um, because of the damage done, like his nerve endings are severed and stuff, he's he can take a beating a little bit better. And because and he's young, he's he's got the in, unsuppressible spirit, and he's going to go out and try again. All right, so and, he's got a kind of superpower by his power is he can't feel anything. Or he's restricted. He, on he becomes, stuff. yeah, less. He becomes, but he's not super strong or anything. And basically, he he goes and and gets his ass kicked again. And uh, 
there's it turns out there is like a, a vigilante in town kind of pretending to be like a superhero too and uh but there are no real superheroes there are no you know magic powers or people who can fly or stuff it's yeah. it's all like bad guys with guns and you know this kid idealistically thinking that he can make a difference you know he can sit there in his costume and go halt and then when they say or what he goes uh i'll come back and hurt you and the guy pulls a knife and says why don't you hurt me now stabs him oh that didn't work too well so i i thought it would be interesting to my son to kind of see like because i'm sure he he thought at some point like i want to be a superhero and i thought he he'd be a little bit of reality and uh it'd be something for us to talk about and even though there, it's it's R-rated, and there's a lot of violence in it. Um, Kick-Ass is actually the movie where uh, I believe it was Anthony had his daughter dress up as Hit Girl, little girl with uh, purple hair. Yeah, I saw the pictures. She looked wicked. She looked exactly like Hit Girl in the movie. Now again, she, like eleven, twelve-year-old girl shooting guns and stuff. But I thought, eh, yeah, my son might be able to relate to it. It turns out, the point of the story is, he was very uncomfortable with, like, they shot him. Yeah, Jay. But why did he kill him? Because that's what bad people really do. You know, it's, that's, in in the comic books, you know, um, they capture the Joker, they put him in jail, and Joker comes back out, and he plans to blow up uh, Gotham City, and they catch him and put him in jail, and you know, I said, you know how in, in uh, some of those episodes of Justice League, there's like the bad Superman who kills Lex Luthor because he says that's silly to do. And, you know, some of these superheroes like the Punisher and they always talk about Batman. And he, there's a line, but the bad guys don't do that. <laughs> when, uh, when a superhero says, don't make me hurt you, you know, the bad guy will just shoot him because they're bad people. And, and then the idea that the superheroes in this or the heroes, I should say, in this kick-ass movie, they don't have superpowers. They're just good guys who shoot bad guys. Mm. It was, uh, like, it gave him nightmares. Not not the gore of it, but, like, he came out of bed, and he's like, Dad, that, that place was really messed up. Like, they, they killed each other. I'm like, yeah, that's what they, you know, the drug dealer who thought the guy stole his drugs and had no money and you know, didn't have an excuse for it. Yeah, they shot him. They cut his finger off. They, you know, it was, it was scary for him because he, he clearly is looking at this Call of Duty stuff in these comic books as uh, um, not real in terms of all the death and violence and stuff. It's, yeah. So that's well, good in a way. Yeah, <laughs> but, it's it's nice that he can relate that it's not actually real and he's not going to jump in a car and run over. Uh, some hurry Krishnas. Yeah, or or he's not gonna phrase. he's not gonna say let's play guns with his friends because he understands that that's what they're doing is is not real. You don't really shoot somebody, but the prospect that there are people who do that it just boggles his mind. And I mean, he's seen a couple of R-rated movies, but they're they're not R-rated movies. It's like the um, the Rock with Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery oh, where they're on Alcatraz. Wicked film, yeah. That's not, that, I don't even know why that's R-rated. Sometimes it's just because the blood is red and not blue. 
There's some um, effing and Jeff in there, isn't there? Yeah, but at, that's from what, like 1990, maybe. I'll bet if yeah. it was released today, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have the same rating because on television now there's language. It, it. I think it would be rare for the language. Like an R-rated movie now is is pretty bad. But it was. It just was interesting to me, and I I don't know if I was pleased that he's so sheltered. I think I was not happy that he was more sheltered than I thought he was, but mm. pleased that he was erring on the side of <laughs> good kid, not, oh, dad, that's not how it really works. Let me show you. <laughs> you know, yeah. When you bleed, it, the blood's not realistic at all. That mm. would have creeped me out. But I I feel for him because I felt like I, I almost burst the bubble a little bit for him that, like, you know, he knows he's not supposed to go past the boundaries of our neighborhood without an adult or like you don't walk in certain areas at night by yourself or, you know, that he understands that there are rules that, and things people do to be safe, but I don't think he understands what could happen if you like what the unsafe things are. Mm. And I don't know. It was, it was kind of uh kind of confusing for me too like i mean how much do you do you burst the bubble and then then there was this going on with this hoboken batman guy and you know i'm sure he he gets a little grief and i mean he's 36 years old he's an, an entertainer probably in in almost every sense but yeah he's there, pretty like a clown really isn't it just dressed up but he's out there like street entertainment but there's there's going to be a 16 and 17 year old punk who I mean they'll sit there the same way they talk bad talk about their teachers and talk back to store owners and stuff like that you know I could see them trying to start something and trying to to bait the Batman and they'll be the ones who who got them into you know rob a purse right in front of them what are you going to do about it Batman and you know just like in that movie you know or what you know and then they'll yeah, the hurt the guy. I mean, I I find myself worrying for him a little bit. Yeah, you always have the guy that wants to try and run over Spider Man if he ever joins the clan. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's it, it's another thing that makes me think of too is, um, so he's thirty six years old and he does this, and I'm sure he, but he loves, it makes him happy. I'm sure that's why he does it. And like I wouldn't do it. Not that it wouldn't, kind of wouldn't be fun, maybe. Like, if I ever went to a comic book convention and I was there with, like, five of my friends, they were like, hey, we should dress up as, uh, as you know, I don't know, like, dress up like Star Wars characters or, or like, Star Trek characters or, or superheroes and all. I, I don't have that self-confidence to do that and definitely not to do that in, like, the middle of the street <laughs> and, and interact. <laughs> Even if it was as a performance, but I don't have that kind of background either. I've, I've never really been like a on stage kind of person. No, I've never dressed up. I don't like dressing up at all. I hate anything to do with dressing up, even like fancy dress parties and stuff like that. No, no, not. But for I me. know a lot of our friends do like cosplay for different things, and um, and it's really cool. when someone does it and does it well, it's really cool. Mm-hmm, definitely. 
and it's good luck to them. Yeah, not it's not for me, but it's not not for me because I think it's lame or, you know, it's just I. It's a flaw in me that I couldn't pull it off. I couldn't. I I would be too self conscious, mm, and I'm I'm envious of it because I they look like they have so much fun. But I don't know if I do it in the streets of Hoboken, dressed as a superhero. It's, you know, they say that like, and I don't agree with this, but like a, that a, a girl who dresses provocatively, shouldn't be upset when uh, you know, boys are looking at her chest and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but if people think that way, then I'm sure they think similarly about, you know, well, if you're gonna go around the street dressed as Batman. You know, in the city you got to expect that you're going to get confronted by the misfits. Yeah, but then you're going to end up with Batman walks instead of slut walks, aren't you? <laughs> people Instead of people dressing really slutty, it'd just be, we're allowed to dress as superheroes. Just let us dress as superheroes. It's our choice. Don't take the mickey out of us. Leave my utility belt alone. That's another one of those things that's been hard to kind of explain to my son. Is Like, well, why would someone, why would someone make fun of this guy dressing as Batman? Well, I. Some people are just so insecure in themselves that they try to build themselves up to <laughs> by taking other people down. I, I don't know how to explain it because he can't relate to that. I don't really think one person would take the Mickey out of him. I think it's a, a group of people more likely to take the Mickey out of someone like this. Yeah, this is the type of. It's a city, so I mean, it's it's where you're going to be walking, and there'll be your little shops, and then the occasional brownstone with. People sitting on the front steps and yeah. multi-family home and, you know, it's likely to be a more ethnic neighborhood and stuff. So it's uh, it's kind of like right out of the movies. But Marlon Rodriguez is looking for friends to cosplay with him. Yeah, good luck to him. Just the fact he put that up there. I mean, that's props to him just for the, like he did that. The newspaper article about him and you know he's like cool as long as he's not naive about it you know like that he doesn't realize that there are a group of people who <laughs> who are making fun of him or who who will make things hard for him but I mean if he if he understands that balance and he's like you know what I don't care I'm doing what I want to do I'm going to have fun then more power to him mm, too right but no that's not where I was Fair enough. <laughs> Even though I know all the stuff. Try doing that on the streets of London. Let's put it like that. Well, there was... Uh, um, I know you got a lot of stuff going on there now. There was yeah. something a friend of mine had put on her Facebook page. Uh, the infamous Rose, actually, who I periodically borrow information bits from. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know where it came from. But it's uh, rioters in. I'm not sure where it is. I'll get the link for you. But I guess the big deal. Well, the big deal about this is a lot of things. But um, not enough people are intervening. People are filming <laughs> the riots and stuff, but not actually. Yeah, doing to fill much. anyone in, uh, there's been huge riots in London and in Manchester and in Birmingham and in Nottingham and places that I recognise as well. Uh, pubs that I've drunk in and 
one pub that was actually burnt down to the ground. It was across the road from the building that Amanda used to work in. So we know that area. <laughs> and it's 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 kind of spooky, to be honest. I missed it all, though. I went camping, and all of a sudden I noticed on Twitter everyone was going, oh, look, look at these riots, and I kind of joined in with a bit of banter, and then it got really serious. And now it's kind of, what was it, about four or five days that it had been going on? I, okay, right, backstory to it. Some, a, a man carrying a gun, allegedly, it's it still hasn't, I think it's been worked out that he was carrying a gun and it was a a proper gun, not a, not a replica gun, it was a gun and it was set up to fire bullets. Whether it had bullets in it or not, I do not know. Whether it was pointed at police, I do not know. But the police knew that this guy had a gun, and whether he was running or not, it, it's so there's there's so many things up in the air that hasn't haven't been solved yet. But a man had a gun. Police shot him. He died. Then around that area of Tottenham, where he was, uh, there were peaceful protests. Then some people decided to bring these peaceful protests to an end and create havoc. And then the whole underclass of England just kicked up and decided, you know what, let's just riot and let's take stuff. And it's just gone absolutely potty. At the moment, it, it's fine. But it's just, it's almost as if it's the poor against the, the rich, as they like to say. But it, they're not attacking rich people. They're just attacking businesses, whether they be home, uh, like family-owned businesses or big electrical stores. You need the Batman. We do need the Batman, but we need the real Batman and not a fake Batman who's going to direct traffic around yes. in, in Converse trainers. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's really kicked off. There's... I, I wish I had the, the sound bites now, but there's loads of sound bites of people putting their argument for the riots and against the riots, and some people putting their argument for the riots. There was a very famous one, and I'll get the clip and I'll put it in the show notes, but there's a famous one where two girls are interviewed asking why you're doing this, and they're like, well, I don't know, I don't know, you know, it's, it's fun, isn't it? And it's against the conservatives, I think, and I'm not really too sure why we're doing it, but, you know, it's fun, and we're doing it against the rich. Now, what they're doing, they're vandalising these family-owned businesses. Yeah, not rich. <laughs> no, these people, some of these people that own these businesses are scraping by. They're probably on less money than these people smashing the uh, buildings up, which are on benefits. And I, they don't understand that. Because they've got a building, they've worked hard, and they're trying to build something up. They see that as, oh, well, you're better than me, so I'm going to try and take it away from you. And it's just ridiculous. One of our friends has um, has a site. Is it Brad? Or someone has a site where they, it's a list of looting photos? There is a photoshopalooter.com. I know that. That's what it is, right. But I, I'm amazed at just how many people are posing in front of their stash and putting it on Facebook and Yeah, Twitter. don't get that. <laughs> Got 32 new DVDs out on the streets heading out for more on your Twitter feed. Really? <laughs> okay, well. And then they'll they'll fight it. 
it's, it's just blatant robbery and vandalism. Yeah. And even setting a light of buildings. I don't know what... See, when I see this in another country, you, you'd kind of see it as news. Mm-hmm. And, oh, okay, well, that's going over there. It's nowhere near me. It's just news. If it happened in New York, it's just news. If it happened in Tokyo, it's just news. When it happens to somewhere where you've driven through the streets and you know that that bar over there and you know the area because you've been there before, then it's kind of a little bit weird, especially when you know the type of people doing it. I, I've worked on council estates for you know, nigh on 10 years mm-hmm. and I know exactly what type of people are doing this. And I've come face to face. I've been threatened with knives with these type of people while at work. And I know th- this has been bubbling up for years in in society. Possibly, you know, the last 10, 15 years, this has been bubbling up. And all of a sudden, it's just overboiled and it's just kicked off. Yeah. And now they think, we can take anything we want. And now people are getting slammed up in jail and they're realising... Well, wasn't such a good idea, was it? <laughs> Especially when I put my face on Facebook. There's a very famous picture of a, a, a guy lording it up in front of his stash that he's nicked. Yeah. There's absolute. There's hundreds of pounds worth of Blu-ray uh, and DVDs, and he, he's even got muscle, the muscle powder where you muscle, <laughs> yeah, the muscle shakes. Stuff, yeah. 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 And he's got body shop stuff there as well, as if he's going to use all that. He's a weedy little guy, and he's like, yeah, look, look what I got. Arms outstretched, and yeah, he's he's probably like one of the most famous writers ever. <laughs> That's not me. Oh, did you see my picture? That's not me. Did you see me in the paper? That's not me. Ah, oh, it's it's ridiculous, but I'm glad that they're going through and picking up these people. Yeah, but it's it got down to the nitty gritty where people have actually died. Yeah, there's been kind of vigilante groups not not going out for for trouble, but they're protecting their area which is you know all power to them people for protecting their area but these people have died now yeah and there's also uh rioters on rioters where they've been uh i think one malaysian i don't know if he was a rioter or not i think he just he was just a, a student caught up in stuff he actually got stuff nicked out of his bag as he was bleeding on the floor Jeez. and there was another murder in croydon where People who had looted the building, they jumped into the car. Other looters didn't like it, so they shot them. <laughs> now, really, this is all supposed to be protests about a person getting shot, and now it's turned into looters shooting each other over loot. It's, it's kind of defeating the object and yeah. <laughs> proving what type of person this is. I don't know. It's, it is scary when stuff like that happens for a bunch of reasons, but it makes you wonder... If ever there was some sort of big disaster, I mean, you see these uh, apocalypse stories, whether it's um, The Stand or um, like some of these, um, I'm mixing things in my head, but like the ones where the, the meteors come to Earth or, yeah, you know, and it, there's no way it'll be that calm. <laughs> whether it's after the the catastrophe or... Or during, I mean, I know when they had uh, the terrorist attacks here, I mean, there was kind of a moment of, of shock and trauma. And, and so there was almost like a an absence of looting or a minimal amount of looting and stuff compared to what it might have been because 
Hmm. Um, people were just stunned by what happened when in New York City. But when it gets to be some time has passed and it's on a larger scale and you're a little bit more desperate, I mean, I it would, I guess, the Mad Max might actually be about as realistic a post-apocalyptic world as we, it could be. <laughs> yeah, well, with, with the terrorist attacks, you had uh, someone attacking every single one of you. It was us it, against them kind of thing. Yeah. So to turn on each other, you would think it was been, inappropriate, but for some people it wasn't, but in general it was. Yeah, it, it would have been frowned upon, even though it is frowned upon anyway, but yeah. it would have been, what the hell are you doing? And I think everyone would have turned on a looter. Yeah. Because they were, it it's against them. Yeah. Personally. But with, let's say, Hurricane Katrina, right. there was looting during that as well, wasn't there? Yes. But that was kind of, it wasn't against anyone, it was just one of these things that happens. Right, and, and I so think it, you were starting to get almost a panicky, like, I, I don't want just my share, I want enough that I feel yeah. safe. If I'm going to get uh, taken down, I might as well have this while I'm getting taken down. Yeah, or I'm not going to wait in line for my two bottles of water if I can just take this Yeah. This whole truckload. Yeah, I, I need water, but this LCD looks lovely in my room, yeah. so I'll take that and try and drink all the, the liquid crystal out. But it is funny how, like, the, I think the movies have gotten it right in the sense of how economies grow out of that. You know, people hoard all the resources and... You know, uh, you'll have like a, a kingpin of sorts who's who controls all the flow of supplies into uh, a community, and I I don't I wouldn't be that person. I I would unfortunately be one of the more more dependent people. Mm. I mean, I'd like to think that I could hold my own and at least be able to barter services and something, but I I don't have that killer instinct of you know what. I'm going to take from all the weaker people, get myself this big collection of resources, and be king of new New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) There was a TV show called Jericho. Did you ever get to see that? It was about... uh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it at all, though. It was two seasons, and then it went went a third, and kind of came to conclusion... Still left some some issues, but that was that was interesting. It was kind of a like bombs go off in America and a lot of the major cities, and this one little town of Jericho is kind of it's far enough from the big cities that it it almost is unaware at first of what happened, and they get their bits and you know TV's gone, phone's gone, so they get their information bit by bit and try to piece together what happened, who attacked us, how did this all happen, and and then over time, you get America kind of splits into three three groups. There's like the Northwest says they're the real government. Southeast says they're the real government. And, you know, people who have the power and the resources, they, they exercise it. It was, it was it's a recommended DVD Netflix kind of watch. Yeah, I've heard things about it. I've heard um, other podcasts talking about it, so... I might dive into that at some point. I'll have to remember that. Yep. Well, should we switch to a lighter topic here? Uh, Yeah, go for it. Can I just uh, give you some things that have happened to me sure. very, very quickly? Certainly. Uh, uh, on my list, uh, me and Kimmy, 
or Kimmy and I made Christmas cards. This was it back in July because she wanted to make Christmas cards. I burnt my hand with a magnifying glass as well. Ah, that's you're always warned. Was it accidental? Like you just didn't realize the light was going through the lens at that moment, or did you aim poorly? I, I've never used a magnifying glass to blow up ants or anything like this. And I was left alone in the garden, Uh-oh. and there was a magnifying glass next to me somehow. It, it's as if I was planted there and given this, and all the cameras were on me. I wonder what he would do with this. And I was kind of doing it on a flower. Nothing was happening. I thought, really? Can't be that hot then. So I put my hand under it. No, it's not. That- oh my god! Ah! 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 Yeah, so that works. I'm surprised that that works. Does work. <laughs> um, it was Jacob's birthday, as you said at the very beginning of the show. Uh, one of his presents I got him was tickets to the WWE, Ooh. or like I like I like to say WWF, yes. but that's going down in November, and I'm not excited at all. <laughs> You'll suck it up for him. You'll find something positive about it. I can't stand that thing, but I'm I'm well looking forward to this stuff. It's going to be wicked. <laughs> and you might make a sign just for Jacob. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to make a sign, aren't I? Yep. I'm trying to learn all the, the wrestlers and all their, their shouts. And <laughs> Where's stuff Rowdy like Roddy Piper? Oh. Well, Hulk Hogan, he's the big one, right? No? <laughs> Ultimate Warrior? Randy Savage, right? Yes. Oh, no. I know uh, Ted DiBiase, it's... It's a different Ted DiBiase than when we were younger. The Million Dollar Man. Oh, I, I don't know. Really don't know. Oh, is that the guy driving around in sports cars? I think so. He's like super rich. He too cool for everybody else. Or the old yeah. one was. Yeah, I think he's pulled up in Mercedes and Lamborghini. See, I'm trying to dive into this. I like it when the girls wrestle though. That's quite cool. <laughs> Do you have any wrestling video games? No. Not for I, me, no. We, you know, they're, I guess they release new ones every year. So we bought like a 2008 one very, very cheaply, like a couple, a dollar or two. And uh, it has King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant, Jake the Snake Roberts, all those guys in it. But you have to play the game and unlock them. I don't, I don't want to play with these people I don't know. Hmm. I, yeah, want, want the, I want my the group. You want the retro guys, really, don't Leaping you? Lenny, Leaping Lenny Poffo, Junkyard Dog. I, I don't even know what you're on about. Oh, George the, the Animal are... Steel was uh, just a big bald guy with a hairy back, lots of arm hair, leg hair. But he was actually a high school gym teacher in, in the town right next to my town. So it kind of broke the mystique a little bit because he'd be out there like – eating cushions and beating people over the head and making gorilla sounds and all. And then you had to say, well, you know, tomorrow he's going to be in fourth period gym class. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, whipping, get up that pole. You can do it, Susie. Whipping towels on kids' asses. Yeah. I <laughs> kind of saw through the veil, I guess, a little bit. Oh, cool. Um, also, while I was camping away, uh, we went to a zoo. How much would you pay to get into a zoo? Uh, not much. Not much. <laughs> like, how come twice was, I, the price of a movie, maybe. Oh, God, your movies are like, how much are they? Five, well, six dollars? Yeah, I would say twelve dollars. More than twelve dollars, I would think twice about going. 
it better have something else in it. Yeah. We paid £71 to get into this zoo. Total? Yeah. Well, that's comparable no, that, then, isn't it? That's... I think it was 20 quid for me and Amanda and 15 odd quid for the kids. That's the part that's ridiculous. That we're... Like, was Kimmy a year or two younger? Oh, well, she'd be almost free. But as if somehow that they need to be charged... You're going to be carrying them around for most of the experience. Yeah. And yet you have to pay almost as much as you pay for yourself and Amanda for the two of them. I really don't get it. Plus you're it, only there because of them. If anything, give your, you know, they should give you a break because they're not coming without you and you're not coming without them. Yeah, charge 20 quid for the kids and five kids uh, five pounds for the adults. That'd be fair. Yep. And then the more kids you bring, ooh, maybe not, I don't know. But they, they've done this funny thing where it's a day pass, but you can get in free for the rest of the year. And I questioned it. I said, well, okay, is there any chance of just a day pass? You know, we're only here for the day. We live three, how many, 100 miles away, 200 miles away from this place. Mm-hmm. And the woman went, well, yeah, there is. Hang on a minute. Yeah, it's the same price. Oh. But with this ticket, you can get in for the rest of the year. Well, we don't really live around the corner. Um, yeah. It's not on. But I spread a rumour with the kids again. You know, I'm like with rumours, spreading rumours about uh, World War Two veterans, ghosts walking up and down the, the green mm-hmm. at the end of our road. Yeah. I said that a, a baboon had, a seven-foot baboon and an angry ostrich had escaped from the zoo. And this was why we was in the tent. And I kept saying it, kept saying it, and they really started to believe it towards the end of it. And by the time we got up to the, the zoo, we were looking for the baboons. When we got to the baboon house... Closed. No baboons. Oh. Wicked. <laughs> and then a commercial for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Come on, and Jacob's terrified now. I wish, I wish. He actually asked, so how did the baboon escape? I said, well, he was chained to a wall, and he ripped his... Uh, shackles off the concrete and they exploded and then he jumped the fence and he was away and he's looking for children and you could see it ticking over in their minds yeah uh, is daddy playing or not I'm not too sure so I'm going to carry on this I'm a bastard really <laughs> but yeah that's about as exciting as it gets for me at the that's moment good. that's exciting right well, okay what news have we got what do you want to hit well, us with I think we finally need to play the jingle. So we did receive uh, some emails, finally. We, we appreciate those. I guess since our last episode was released, we have four. We have uh, Mr. Mark McElligot, who acknowledged that we did pronounce his name correctly the first time. Yeah, we did. Which, you know, that might seem like not a big deal, but considering the amount of stress and preparation that went in before, <laughs> uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, we had a bit of a shady uh, email here from Sarah. Sarah writes to Jim. Dear Jim, please can you fix it for me to be fan of the week 
on an apotheosis of a bombast. Because I've been <laughs> a good girl, and it would make me very happy. Hmm. Do you know who Jim is? You ever heard of this uh, guy called Jimmy Savile? No. No? He used to do a show in the 80s called Jim Will Fix It. I always thought his first name was Jim Will. For ages and ages. But it, apparently it's Jim Will Fix It, shortened down to Jim Will Fix It. Ah. And he used to have a program where kids would write in their handwritten letters into the show saying, Dear Jim, I would like it for you to fix it for me to be on a roller coaster and to throw up all over my friends. And then he'd take the kids, in, interview them at, at the uh television studio and then they'll show a clip of them on the roller coaster thrown up everywhere and there's a very famous one of the boy scouts going on a roller coaster and throwing milkshake everywhere uh there's there's it, it ran for years and years i wanted to be on it at one point i wanted to go in the dukes of hazard car <laughs> but I, I never really got around to writing my letter no you never did the letter you could buy soap on a rope with Jim will fix it. And my granddad used to have a uh, soap on a rope. And my mum and dad always told me that Jim had fixed it for my granddad to stay in a soapy bath for three days. And that's how he got the soap on the rope. Because he used to dish out these special medals after you'd completed your, your fix-it thing. And in the beginning, they were special uh, medals or medallions. And they'd they'd have a little symbol of of the achievement that you had. Mm -hmm. And so if if you wanted to be a businessman, if a, a little child had said, I would like to be a chairman of a really big business, and then their medal would have, let's say, bowler hats on the top to say, oh, he was chairman of the board. And, and so there were soaps on the rope and stuff like that. But it, it was an old, old program, and it, it hasn't been on air for years. It's quite a long-winded way of telling you that it was an old TV program. Well, so it does explain to me, though, she's she's looking for some help. She's not looking for something for us to fix it. She's she's just passing. We just happen to see that she's asked for help from some outside party. So it's not quite as shady as I thought it might be. Well, you know, I'm sure there's, you know, some way of fixing it. I don't know. I don't know. We're... My wallet's itchy. One minute. Let me... I don't know, that's better. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you mentioned the show. There's there's an old um, comedy skit that... I don't know why, actually. I've been thinking of it quite a bit lately. And uh, I know it's not the show you're talking of, but this is a good opportunity to ask you if this is... About the show this is based on. So I'm going to send you a YouTube link. If you can add the audio in. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not sure how good the quality is. I hope it uh, comes out well. Well, you know my name is Simon, and I like to do drawings. I like to draw all day long, so come and do drawings with me. Come and do drawings with me. Simon, I, I like to do drawings. Today I've got an American friend in the bath with me. I met him on my Christmas holidays in Atlantic City. Do you want to meet him? Do you? Yeah. Do you? 
His name is Vinny Esposito, and he's ever so friendly. Yo, how you doing? My dad works for a big American company, and my dad might be getting into business with his dad. My old man's in construction. Just like me, Vinny doesn't have a mummy. My mummy's with the angels. My mummy's sleeping with the fishes. My daddy says she had a big mouth. Vinny, didn't you think that Christmas in Atlantic City was ever so much fun? It didn't suck. I had a great Christmas. All Christmas day long, I played the slot machines by myself. And every two hours, a nice lady named Bambi would take me to the toilets. Speaking of toilets, while you were just talking, I made. I thought it was getting more over in here. Cheeky monkey. All right, well. <laughs> Is there a Simon that that's based on? No, not off the top of my head, no. That's from a long time ago. It's uh How old is that? I mean well that's Danny DeVito in the video and Mike Myers. Yeah. So That's gotta be eighties, isn't it? Uh late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Or VH one, so possibly well, early nineties. It's it would be on uh, NBC and then this is just rebroadcasting old uh it's replaying an old show. But, uh, I don't, I mean, it was an ongoing thing, and I know sometimes they just create characters, but, um, at the time, the talk was, there was, there was an inspiration for it. There was a Simon of some sort that, obviously, it's, he doesn't sit in the bathtub and do a talk show all the time, but, um, I was just curious what it, what it might have been, if you were familiar with it, since you were talking about Jim. No, I've never never heard of Simon or whatever he's based on. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a that's a Wikipedia search for another day, I guess. Mm. Um, we do have another email, and I'm quite excited about this one. Comes from our friend Jose Fernandez. So I did have to run Jose's email through Babblefish, but he says to us, uh, "Hello, friend." I recently joined a team-building product and consider that it would be a great opportunity for you also. Now I have a very real opportunity of managed to achieve financial success in the long term, and it is absolutely no cost. It gives you everything you need, and the results are amazing. It gives us a link to go to, and uh, Jose says uh, if we have a problem with it, we should uh, just send him an email. Oh, sounds good. So, uh, you know, thank you, Jose, for the opportunity, and... Uh, you know, I I think I will probably be following up on that. Sounds like a good opportunity that, that we shouldn't miss. It was very kind of him to do that. You know, it's it it's been a while since anyone's really reached out to us and and offered us anything. You know, there was that one um, lawyer from Nigeria who, unfortunately, we didn't quite uh, ever close the deal with. But th- this could be a better deal for us. Mm. Well, didn't we have a, a a person with a cleaning company uh, email us asking if we wanted cleaning? don't remember. Let me, uh, I'm sure there was. Anyway, not important. Quick look at the inbox here. We have... Uh... No, that's... Not not in a while. But uh, we did have one from Andrew Neal. Andrew Neal, who is uh, very happy that we are playing the jingle today. 
sends us a website entitled www.2012predictions.net. Oh, you know what? An email with a website, that might be spam. No, no, no. It's I bet it's the real Andrew Neal. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he saw this website and thought of us. He says that our podcast is something he looks forward to. Um, of course. And that he doesn't quite listen right, you know, immediately after release, so uh, maybe he hasn't noticed we've been on hiatus for a while. <laughs> but uh, he wanted to know what he needs to do to get the jingle played and a mention on the podcast, and I would say uh, you should send us an email, maybe with a link in it. <laughs> uh, let us know that you'd like the jingle played, and and uh, we'll play it. He does say he sent a couple of emails, and I don't have evidence of that. I don't remember that. No. Honestly, don't. If if we had something, I think we would have read it out because we get so few. Yeah, it may have been an an address error, or he may be thinking of uh, an occasional Twitter or Facebook post. Yeah, sorry, Facebook... dude, if we have missed anything. But... Yeah, but Facebook oh, well. posts are not emails, so. Uh... That will not quite get you the jingle. No, that won't. <laughs> um, and he does remind us that he won the Bombast Human, which is uh, proudly on display in his chest of drawers at his dad's house. Wicked. Yeah. Uh, so well, if if people don't know what we're on about there, because you might be new to the show, That's if true. you go back in the feed, we had a competition where uh, we set out we wanted your old body parts or body parts that you didn't really want. In other words, if you hated your elbow, send it in. If you hated your legs, send it in. If you say hated your dodgy eyes, then send them in. And we created a whole brand new person out of these dodgy body parts. And uh, we drew up the picture and pulled his name out of the hat and sent him the picture in a lovely big frame. So... See, we do give stuff out. Is the picture still available on a shirt? Or on a mug uh, through uh, Cafe Press? I It will be through Zazzle. Oh, Zazzle. Yeah. Um, I'll try and sort that out. I know the picture is on the Facebook page. You can go to the photos on the Facebook page and you can probably nick the picture from there if you really, really want the picture. Yes. You know, I was thinking about doing that. I had a Disney shirt made for my son when we went to Disney through the official Disney store on Zazzle, but as I was going through and looking at the different images that were available from, you know, there's Star Wars stuff, there's Disney stuff, and I was thinking, you know, I could probably right-click, save, do some things here, and steal the picture, but I'll let someone else find out for us first, whether that Mm. works. But Andrew does uh, mention he left us an iTunes review, which we certainly appreciate. Um, Makes a couple more impassioned pleas to, to... be acknowledged, and uh, you know, all I can really say is just keep trying. You know, <laughs> at some point, we will get an email that uh, that we will be able to acknowledge you, Andrew. So, you know, thanks yeah. for thanks for writing, and uh, we'll look forward to an email when when you have the chance to write one. Yeah, looking forward to that in the future. Yes. So, speaking of Facebook and such, there were a couple of uh, Facebook contributions on our. Apotheosis of a Bombast Facebook page. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm going to bring it up now. All right. Um, I will take a little bit of credit for one of them in that almost a month ago now, I put up a very, very, very troubling (laughs) uh, story. 
from uh, the site called Topless Robot. And uh, what they actually talked about is the breast milk baby. Oh, this is gross, man. The breast milk baby is a baby doll that uh, nurses. The breast milk baby simulates the breastfeeding process by including a fashionable halter top that a young girl can put on like a vest. And when she brings the breast milk baby's doll mouth up to the pretty flower decoration on the vest, right. the doll makes a soft sucking sound. <laughs> the two flowers on the halter are positioned where the nipples would be, and the mouth of the doll is brought close to the embedded sensors in the flower. The baby makes motions and suckling sounds appropriately. So, so is this is this for children or is this? It for... is for children. It's, oh my god! Uh, it's one of the top international selling dolls, the breast milk baby, and is being introduced to the U.S. market. So there's a, a video of the doll being played with. <laughs> and uh, then there's a, a couple of other articles about um, this that, that are linked to through this Topless Robot article. Now, Topless Robot is in no way like not safe for work. It's it's a collection of geek things, Star Wars, Transformers, uh, movie clips and all. Topless Robot refers to like a transformer looking robot that... Uh, I suppose you could say it looks like it has female breasts, but you'd be stretching quite a bit. Oh, it definitely has. <laughs> I'm not the, the seeing only, it. The, the only thing missing <laughs> from there are tassels. Come on. <laughs> but but it's not a sexual site in any way. I mean, it's a it's a one of those geek giggle kind of names, not a thing. But yeah. it, and it it talks. One of the things it has many um, subcategories about. There's like weird Japan stuff, um, all kinds of things, and this is this is a bizarre item on their site. Hide your nipples. Yeah. The breast milk baby is here. I want to dive into this box, by the way. Uh, okay. The breast milk baby box. It's it's pink and it looks like a a toy doll. Anyway, you have like the the big clear area where you can see the the toy clearly. It's probably held on by them bastard bits of wire that you can never get undone anyway. Um, the pictures on the side, you have a little girl holding the breast milk, oh, the baby over her shoulder, probably burping it after it's fed. Uh, the top picture is a little girl smiling, and the picture right next to that on the left-hand side is what looks like a suckling baby doll. It's so, so wrong. Have you gone to the actual breastmilkbaby.com website? Funny enough, no, I haven't. I'm oh. sure you're going to be sending me there right now. I just now, sent though. you the link right there, yeah, which exactly. has videos, and um, but the top of it it shows one, two, three. Number one, mommy puts the vest on you. Number two, the baby on your breast, with the little yum and gulp written down, and three, the baby being burped with burp written above it. This is sick. This it's- is. Flipping sick. $89 US. You can get Baby Cameron, Baby Jeremiah, Baby Savannah, Baby Tony, Baby Lil Yang, Baby Jessica. Cool. But, no, that's wrong. The three pictures at the top are wrong. I was right that she was burping it as well. (laughs) That number two one, that number two picture is wrong. I'm going to have a quick look at the video. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, that is just weird. There's an article on the site entitled, God Supports the Breast Milk Baby. Oh, right. Okay, the only the only time I can consider this being alright is if a, um, a pregnant mum has a curious daughter around about that sort of age, about seven, six or seven... Maybe a bit younger, five, six, seven, and they want to copy mummy. That's the only time I can see this being alright. If you if this was just a Christmas present and hi, hey, there there you go. Enjoy your suckling doll and then your kid goes off and just No, it's wrong. This oh, is yeah. <laughs> flipping sick, man. Alright. Well last <laughs> week well this not last week, this must have been uh a while back, but I believe this article that they have up here is written by the the makers of the doll itself. But last week, Bourgeois Toys launched the world's first breastfeeding doll, the Breast Milk Baby, into the U.S. market. The doll lets young girls express their love and affection in the most natural way possible by simulating natural nursing. According to Dennis Lewis, U.S. spokesman for Bourgeois Toys, the whole purpose of the breast milk baby is to teach children the nurturing skills they'll need to be able to raise their own healthy babies in the future. Breastfeeding is good for babies, it's good for mommies, it's good for society. We really don't understand why this has created such a controversy. Really. According to Mr. Mm. Lewis, the truth is that we've received overwhelming support online from all over the country. However, about 20% of all messages have been hateful and mean. We've been called perverts for promoting feeding our babies the way God intended. Oh, we've been called perverts and pedophiles for promoting feeding our babies the way God intended. Churches all over the world are filled with images of Mary nursing baby Jesus, and yet we can't imagine letting our daughters learn how important breastfeeding is to our society. With few exceptions, the World Health Organization recommends exclusive breastfeeding for the first six months of life for all babies. Also, Former Pope John Paul II stated, So human and natural is the bond that the Psalms use the image of the infant and its mother's breast as the picture of God's care for man. Psalm hey, yeah. 22.9. I'll tell you what, it is one of the most <laughs> natural things in the world. Not on a six and seven year old, though, it isn't. Uh, yeah, with flower nipples and, uh, yeah. A hundred years ago, 90% of Americans would have laughed at all this controversy. Breastfeeding was considered a normal part of everyday life. Yeah, but they wouldn't go out in bathing suits that showed their belly buttons. Mm. <laughs> uh, until the pharmaceutical companies struck gold with the idea of artificial milk in the 1920s. As Americans, we've been duped into believing that something shameful and taboo about breastfeeding. But the truth is that this idea was created to sell more baby formula. The Breast Milk Baby is a serious product created by a small family-owned Christian toy manufacturer who strongly believes in the benefits of feeding babies the natural, God-given way. Our dolls are beautiful, well-made, and we're proud of them. Hey, they're, they're very well-made. 
in the 1920s, okay. a man would go out to the beach in a one-piece t-shirt short combination. I I think there was a bit more modesty in the 1920s. Yeah, I think there was. I, yeah, but this is... I can... No, it's wrong. Sorry. For kids playing around, there's nothing wrong if if you are going to have your kids and they... Girls probably will turn around and say, oh, look, mummy, my baby's breastfeeding. Yeah, that's fine. Don't buy a doll that actually does it for them. Sorry, I'm well against this. The Adventures of Clara and Cameron. It's a, oh, a book about your breastfill. I guess Cameron's the baby. It's a free download. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not going there. Is like $89 for a a doll is I'm trying to think that's like an American girl doll, which is one of those uh high end eighteen inch dolls. Like a it's a special doll for dolls for girls to get. Um, that's <laughs> like a hundred dollars. Well, I mean that's if you get the real American girl doll, then you can go buy the knockoffs for like twenty dollars or so at Walmart and Toys R Us. But uh that's pretty expensive. I feel I need to do something manly now. Yes. I know, well, chop a tree down or. Well, at some point we'll have tire. to go through those 2012 predictions that uh, someone sent us an email. I, I can't remember who it was. Oh, no, Jose, I, I think it was. Jose <laughs> Fernandez? Right. <laughs> or Andrew. Oh, you know, maybe Andrew. But uh, I'm, not, I'm not quite ready for that yet. That, that requires, I think, a show into itself. So uh, we should save that for the next one. Yeah, okay. That sounds good to me. So what other things can we go go on to? What else is on the Facebook page? Something manly with cars and grown oh, it's, women. It's Christmas already, by the way. Have I already said this? I can't remember. How how uh, Harrods and Selfridges have already opened a selection of festive departments. This was back in July, so you can now go buy your Christmas stuff. So well done, everyone. Even though we're not even in the burrs yet. Wait until we hit... Hit September, and then we can start talking about Christmas, I Sorry. suppose. Jay, yesterday out of the blue, sat and said to me, Dad, Dad, the last four months all ended in Burr. Yes, they do. <laughs> what does that mean? I. It's cold. It's the Burrs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't it's know. It's a family tradition over here where we just, September the 1st, yeah, we're in the Burrs. It's brilliant. Uh, what, is, what else have we got on there? What is... Uh, Burr. What did, what does that come? What's the root of that? Oh, it's just uh, September, October, November, December. Well, sept, oct, nov, dem. I I get their deaths. They're they're the numbers from back when there were ten months. Oh, where does the burr actually yeah, what's come the, from? What's the root? Is that month um, in Latin? I think, I suppose it's like day in the chu and when. Ah. Now, do you know where? Uh, at least Wednesday and Thursday come from? The, oh, The wed and the thir. You're, you're taking me back to primary school now. Yeah, Jay did a project and it was in it. Oh. It's Odin, Odin and Thor from Norse mythology. I can't remember. I really can't remember. Yeah, when, Wednesday is Odin and Thursday is Thor. Isn't it weird you learn stuff off your kids? I 
forgot all about the the Great Fire of London in 1666. And, and now and, I remember it. And then you and your children will both forget it shortly. Hmm. Uh, nice. Well, manliness, there is the uh, the article you posted, which I had seen here, of uh, plastic testicles. Ah, uh, okay. Go on. Do you want to hit this one then? Sure. The, um, somewhere in our southeastern U.S., I think it's South Carolina, um, someone had adorned a woman, right? It's a full, fully grown adult woman. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, driving a truck, and you know, people put a little picture of the peeing cartoon characters or different logos and stuff like that. And um, she hung a pair of uh, testicles from the back of her truck, and it may not have even been her. It might have been her son or husband. Or I mean, this is a big Ford truck, big you know, manly truck, and it's a uh, Virginia Tice, age sixty-five. I I don't suspect she's out hauling lumber. <laughs> But anyway, I know um, what looked good on your truck. <laughs> some testicles. <laughs> so where you would hook a trailer, you know, there's, there's a pair of testicles. And it doesn't even look that good. It looks like someone took a children's purse, filled it with two apples, and hung it on the back. Yeah, they'd look better on a Christmas tree, wouldn't they? Yes. Buy them now <laughs> at your local <laughs> store. Um, but anyway. Bubble balls. <laughs> in the state of... South Carolina law considers a bumper sticker, decal, or device indecent if it describes in an offensive way, as determined by contemporary community standards, sexual acts, excretory functions, or parts of the human body. So the little peeing cartoon character yeah. would be offensive. Um, you can get a fine of up to $445, but not jail. And this woman uh, was pulled over by the police chief of a small town because he saw her drive by, not speeding, not with a broken headlight, not drinking. So he's swaying. Drove by <laughs> with the little little uh, balls swinging in the wind there. On a hot day, they drag on the floor. On a cold day, <laughs> they disappear up into the tailpipe. You don't even see them in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Should she be fined $450 for it? Certainly not. No. I mean, is it wrong for the state to have a law like that? I would say no. I would say it just becomes a matter of, it's there as a just-in-case, so that, you know, kind of like it's a, it's a federal law on an airplane that you have to obey the flight attendants. Now, does mm -hmm. that mean if they say, get on your hands and knees and lick my foot, you have to do that? No, but it's so that, if you're being disruptive, they have some sort of means to make you stop. The the coppers should have pulled her over and said, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm going to have to castrate you. Taken them off of her and then gone, look, look, we got some balls, and then hung them up on their rearview mirror. Well, I mean, I could see if she was driving to the school and someone said they were offended by it. Even that, just because you're offended doesn't mean... You know, I'm offended by your shirt. I'm offended by your tattoo. I don't think it's worth a fine. I can understand why they they pulled it over because you know they they are a big set of balls, to be honest. But and it's it's made for. I would looks like it's made for the car, don't you think? 
Yeah, it's kind of like the novelty fingers where it looks like someone's got trapped in the boot. Do you remember them? They were wet down yes. on every single car at one point, weren't they? Yep. Oh my God, someone's trapped in that boot. And the first time you see them, they're hilarious. And then 20 years pass and then you realise, no, you don't put them on the car anymore. <laughs> now they make like fake golf balls, half of a golf ball, so it looks like it went through your window. Mm. I mean, it's definitely a novelty item. There has to be more to the story. She, I mean, it is a, a big truck. Maybe it was... No, she was driving it. But I... She must have run a light or something. And now she's sitting there saying, oh, he's after me because of the thing on the back of my car. I wasn't doing anything wrong. But Maybe she got Larry with him as well. Yeah. It doesn't say anything about that. She could have got really Larry or he could have just been in a foul mood. Maybe he hasn't had any for a little while and then he's just seen these and, oh, look, she's just taking the mickey out of me. I'm offended by that. These are common items. They go by the brand names of Bulls Balls or Truck Nuts. <laughs> I don't know. It's just such a it's a waste of time. Oh, you know what, though? No. I'm looking at the photo in this article. The article's dated July 29th, 2011. Yeah. The photo is time-stamped. I'm just noticing now, October 4th, 2006. It says she was driving a truck, but I... I wonder if that's her truck. Is that just a file photo? It could be. You're just too much of a detective. I don't know. Well, you know, it's one of those things where something else has to be... There must be something else to the story. Truck nuts. That's wicked. <laughs> I'll have to look her up real quick. We need, we need like, a please hold kind of music. When you sign about the um, intermediate music, the, you, either the Jeopardy or the Countdown music, yes. I had an idea. I remember a little while ago I said about something about a game, and I had an idea of I've spliced this music together. In, in the left channel, you have Jeopardy. In the right channel, we have Countdown. And I switched the faders around, and we fight to be top dog on who's the last one to come out. So... Jeopardy be playing, and then I shout out, Countdown, and then Countdown will play. And then you go, Jeopardy, and then you go back to the Jeopardy music. And I was thinking that of a game. I'm not too sure. Either that or a slurp-off. I don't know. Where we get a drink and just see who can slurp the longest. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Well, uh, July 27th, she's getting a jury trial. Um, she pulled her pickup truck into a local gas station on July 5th. With red fake testicles dangling from the trailer hitch. Police Chief Franco Fuda asked her to remove the dangling ornaments and she refused. When she refused, he wrote her a $445 ticket saying that she violated the obscene bumper sticker law. Tice lawyered up and said she's going to prepare to challenge him in court. But before she could ask for a jury trial, the police chief beat her to it. He says he's pushing for a jury trial and hopes the outcome will clarify the state's obscenity laws, leaving no room for misinterpretation. The law is very clear, and I'm prepared to take it all the way. Tice's attorney says Chief Fuda is arbitrarily interpreting the statute incorrectly, and he will argue whether or not the large red plastic testicles are really an accurate depiction of a human body part. <laughs> That's her defense. Unfortunately, it does appear that if Trice drove around her in her truck with Fuda's nuts hanging from her trailer, it just might be a violation. 
in the courtroom, he's going to have to bring out a picture of someone's actual nuts now to compare it to them. These are the fake nuts, and these are a picture of a real man's testicles. And as you can see, there are similarities. Well, so there is apparently more to the story. Stay tuned. <laughs> I think we should end it there and okay. save a lot of stuff. I've got lots and lots of stuff here. Um, also, something about finger length that I'd like to bring up next week okay. as well. Just tease the people out there. All right. Get you guys looking at your hands and going, ooh, really? Ooh. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's for next That's for next week. All right. Well, then we need a moral for today's show. Ooh. Don't, uh, I'll bet that doll is obscene in South Carolina. Would it be obscene? Would it be against the law? If it was dragging behind the trailer. If you had... <laughs> yeah, if you had the breastfeeding baby doll <laughs> driving behind the the trailer, in the back of your trailer. Or maybe just on a bit of a string, just dragging away. I don't know. Um, what else have we hit today? I wonder if God supports the truck nuts. Yeah, does God support <laughs> truck nuts? There we go. God supports <laughs> truck nuts too. <laughs> I'm thinking of the um, those robot, like uh, robot wars. I know you had something in in uh, England too. I remember watching uh, BattleBots was the U.S. version. I think Robot Wars was what they redubbed the. Oh, the remote control robots. Yeah, remote control. Yeah, yeah you home built robots and you battle them. Yeah. I think I would have to take. I'd have to put a pair of truck nuts on it, and I would consider. Mounting a breast milk baby, like it was a little driver. Yeah, <laughs> and as, as an it got close, weapon. as it got close to, you could press a little button that would trigger a little suckling motion and sounds. <laughs> It'd be like little kisses. Oh, I'm coming God. to get you, Master Blaster. That scare everyone off, really. <laughs> All right, so our moral, I guess. God supports the breast milk baby. Yeah. I think that sums it up quite nicely, right. actually. God supports... That's the moral. We all, we're all we learning today. God supports the breast milk baby. Sweet. <laughs> okay, right. Let's do some tidying up after all our shenanigans that we've been through. Um, you can find Apotheosis of a Bombast on iTunes. There are spaces there for everyone to leave a review. Five stars as well are always welcome. Uh, we have the main Bombast Podcast site, which is at bombastpodcast.podbean.com. You can also leave little comments there if you wish. There's also the... You, you can send email to bombastpodcast at gmail.com where we read them out and get to play the jingle and be happy and have little smiles on our faces. And the... Apotheosis or Bombast is a proud member of the Rogue 2 podcast network, which is all fine and dandy. You'll find that at rogue2.com. There's plenty of shows there already up and running. I think on iTunes, it is on iTunes, and I think there's 145 episodes already put out, so you can go back on back, back episodes of Apotheosis or Bombast. There's Creeping with Armstrong, Earth Station 1, which is brilliant. Geek Squared Podcast, Hit the Bobs, Ice 
podcast, uh, Matt's Musical Concepts, which is a musical podcast, and the not-so-shut-down-just-yet Rethinking Lost is also on there as well. So you can yes. go down there and find lots and lots of lovely, wonderful audio gold down there somewhere. Um, <laughs> spread the word as well, because we need the word spread. And I, is there anything else that we need to hit? Uh, we have to pick our Facebook fan of the day. Oh, yeah. I wonder who that's going to be. Scrolling through. You'll have to tell me when to stop. Up, down. Um, Wait. Up, up, down, up, down, up, down. Okay. Stop there. Look at that. Oh, no. It's Sarah. It's wow. Lucky Minty. What are the chances, eh? I, I, you know, it, it was as if... I was I was inspired in some way that like something was guiding my hand. Well, on that wonderful spiritual hand guidingness, I think we should end the show. All right. Well, thank you for listening to us, everyone, and thank you especially to our Facebook fan of the day, Miss Sarah Lazelle. Uh, make sure you send us an email. You know, Andrew, if you'd like to hear the jingle, that's all you got to do. Send us an email. Um, and that's basically it. So it's good to be back. We'll see you guys in about a week. Yeah, thank you very much, guys, and I'll see you very soon. All right, bye. Ta-da. Okay, good night. Okay, okay.